What's up? I'm here. I'm here this time. I've got bells on. I think that's still a saying. Dad, bells on for an occasion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we need our bells on because um, our guest needs to hear them because he is uh, no show so far. So we're just hoping nothing bad happened to him, but he might yeah. pop in later on in the episode. This dude's tried to one up me. This, that's my job. That's yeah, my job is to, is to occasionally just ghost the schwill and, and like, <laughs> Now, now this guy's stealing my thunder, which is fine. That's fine. Maybe he'll pop up here in a minute. We'll see how it goes. And I purposely didn't drink alcohol tonight because of it. Um, I'm drinking a uh, sparkling water again, Dave. It's grape. Dude, you have to have bubbles. It's crazy. See, I, <laughs> I like, I, and I, I just despise bubbles most of the time. Well, I'm a singer though. And you'll find that singers avoid anything with carbonation just because it does weird things to you <laughs> when you're trying to sing and talk and do all kinds of stuff. So you drink, like I said, and again, I'm so tonight I'm drinking, I would have been drinking my normal hot oolong tea with honey because I'm about to get back into some rehearsals for a big old show sunrise is doing in Louisville. But of course, no one can come because that's not what my band is anymore. We can we play shows and no one can ever see us. Well, of course, you guys are going to be playing in Louisville like tomorrow and this will release in two weeks. So (laughs) that'll be the biggest Uh, reason why nobody will be able to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that being said, I think this show is a ways out, but it's like it's we get into the um from what I understand, this is like an NFL draft type thing where they're going to have us like, you know, be a Jimmy Fallon type band where, where there's people on stage sort of presenting awards and saying things and we sort of play them on and off stage. And then from what I understand, we will do like a big sort of a big overall show at the end of the thing. Oh. But um, so, but there's so much that goes along with that. I'm actually kind of excited about it because if it's the same process as the draft, when you like have the people talking in your ears and you have a lot of stage people going, those big productions like that are always really fun just because they're, it's, it's just fun to see how everyone has to work together to pull something like that off. So it always kind of keeps you at the top of your game. You're always kind of, you know, just in awe of how it, how it goes on. So I hope it's kind of like that, but so yeah, we're going to get back into rehearsals this week. So I'm about to get really super busy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I I'm crazy busy too, but, you know, you're talking about these rehearsals. So this is going to be similar to the NFL draft in that you'll have like 12 different people in a monitor in your ear the whole time, like telling you, I, is it TV cameras hope, and everything? Yeah, I kind of hope it's that. We we did um, we did one just recently here. We played at uh, Public Hall, and it was for a big uh, Best Western Hotels. The, the person who owns – uh, Best Western Hotels and they they own like three or four different chains that go along with that or whatever but they had a huge thing in Cleveland just recently and they had us do, be the band for that and it wound up being something similar to that where they oh. had like people coming on and off doing um, speeches and stuff like that and we would play songs in between and all that it, and it was fun I just love I love doing did they the more people the hire us for that up, the better did they leave the song discretion up to you or did they pretty prepare? much Pretty much, but what the what they do is they'll have you um, they'll have you give songs to them that you're planning on playing, and they'll either x them off or or say it's okay. So actually, this last one did they xed off a few songs. I can't remember what they didn't want to hear, but we were we were sort of surprised by it. Um, they the stuff that it's we are always surprised at the at the bands people say this is a no no, don't play this because we always wonder why. 
there's a particular because it'll be like like someone will be like no Bruno Mars none none and we'll just be like uh, it's like okay why like you know what I mean I guess sometimes sometimes like people we we hear people say no Michael Jackson no Michael Jackson that's when you know people are like okay maybe it's like the you know you know but Bruno Mars that kind of surprises but yeah that's why I say like the weirdest people will pop up of as no do do not play you know what I mean nothing nothing by you know just the weirdest band no Billy Joel nothing no Billy Joel tonight you know, it's like, he duped okay. us out of four rooms one time at Best Western. And, uh, <laughs> we had to get out Kansas the rubber city. It was awful. <laughs> we have never forgiven him. And he did uh, start the fire. I'll tell you that. He did start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he says he didn't, guess what? Guess what? He's also a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I, uh, well, you, you, so you, that, that's what you've got going on this week. Now, I just recently promised, well, I didn't promise last month or in November, instead of getting my daughter a uh, birthday present, like a physical birthday present, I always like to get them a trip or like a little outing yeah. or something. Instead, an, an, experience, an experience, an experience. So I'm an experience giver. And this one was, she loves Kalahari. So just for the record, Kalahari is now $1 million per night to go. <laughs> it's insane how expensive it is there. So we, we, we went for a Friday. There was four of us. And I think we got the most basic room, but it did have a pullout. The couch was a pullout into a bed. So you could, you could yeah. sleep six there. And my sister and her daughter decided to come and they paid separate to stay at the room. So the room was like 445 bucks. And then they had to pay another hundred bucks to get a pizza was a hundred bucks. I got a pizza for everybody with four sodas and and then another small pizza. It was 100 bucks. My God, dude. And you're already at the resort. You're already, already, you're, already there. you're already there. You're already there. You want to know what literally I threw up in my mouth when I showed. So first of all, I got 65 texts on my way there. Just so you know, there's some cabanas left. If you want to <laughs> go ahead and spend another 200 or 300 bucks for a cabana. Yeah. yeah. So I, I show up. Of course, I did not get a cabana. Okay. Well, Brian, not, Brian, like because that. God, God forbid. God forbid you walk the hundred feet to your four hundred and fifty dollar room. I know that you that you rented. You got to have a cabana. Well, it's got a TV in it. It's got a TV in the cabana. <laughs> and Dave, I was trying to tell the kids how well they have this stuff laid out. So you, if you go to Kalahari and Sandusky, if you pull up, first of all, they have valet there, right? But it's on a huge slab of farmland. So they've built a man-made lake or pond. Yeah. Yeah. To separate and keep your car as far away from the building as possible. Yeah. So you have to pull up. And they pretend like they're trying to wow you with this man-made lake. Oh, look at this man-made lake with bridge and uh, statue of elephant in the front. <laughs> we come in. I know damn well it's just a man-made lake. So you have to either want to pay for valet. And yeah. you park so far away from your car that you'll have to use their lockers when they take your room away from you uh, at 11 o'clock, but they let you use the water park later. So yeah. you're, yeah. you're going to have to yeah. pay the $40 locker fee or whatever, well, or you just, you just leave your stuff out. Well, and the point is, the point is, don't think you're going to be clever and, and run off to the convenience store and get, get some snacks for a few bucks. That, that ain't happening. Because, because like you said, they, they've cleverly made this parking lot to where it's like, it's like the people who climb Everest, you're, <laughs> you're, you're walking over bodies on your way up. You know what I mean? Yep. Because it's like, they, they've lost people along the way. And you're, you realize yeah. I've parked really far away. I'm, I'm walking over people who have lost their, they've just lost their lives trying to find those. Well, Dave, and, and just because I care about people so much, I did hire some of the locals to carry my luggage for me. Because <laughs> Sherpas? 
I, carried, I, I, I hired some Sherpas <laughs> to get my luggage because I care so much about other people. Yeah, I, I paid them to, and they were yeah. so cheap. They were only a few dollars, so I didn't yeah, care. Yeah, no. yeah, it's not bad at all. How would you care about that? We only lost <laughs> one of them. We only lost one on the way. No, that was- no. And it's expected at this point. Yeah. Uh, because you you lose the other two when they pay thirty five dollars for a cheeseburger inside, <laughs> uh, and they realize they've just spent their year of their year of finances on one cheeseburger. Dude, you want to know uh, this? This is what I always used to think that this is what would make you so mad because, like you said, you're you're overjoyed once you've paid a hundred dollars for a meal, right? And now you've left the eating area and you're walking around in your trunks. You know what I mean? And then. And then some little bastard kid runs up. And I don't know if they still do it, but they have these little squirt balloons and the water is freezing. And I, for whatever reason, Kalahari, they used to almost tell the kids like they should do it. And they just come up and squirt you with this freezing water. You know what I yeah. mean? And you're thinking, I'm not trying to get wet today, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm here Everything in the place is designed to get you wet. You're trying to just avoid it at all. And, costs. of course, they shoot you in one nipple. So one nipple's hard. The other one's not. <laughs> around, like some kind of freak show. Everybody's staring at you. It's like, dude, can't you see I just paid $28 for this typhoon smoothie? And now you squirt me with freezing cold water, you little 12-year-old bastard. But, you know, they oh, do have, wonderful. oh, well, listen to this, though. So here, here's all the interesting things. So Kalahari made a bunch of changes this year. So if you haven't been there yet, starting in 2023, guys, or I'm sorry, in February, so by the time this, this episode releases, um, they are going completely cashless, just like everywhere else. Like, they don't want Everyone anywhere, ca- they don't want any cash, Okay. So they're going cashless, and when you walk in, there's a bunch of – it's like going in to order at fucking McDonald's now, where you just walk in, and you they want you to check yourself in, and the machines yeah. are going to print out your – that stuff makes me so mad. Dude, I look at I those machines. I walk right past the machine. doing everything myself. I'm so tired of doing everything myself. I walk right so past sad. the machine. And you know what? It's all the billion, billion dollar companies that are that make you do it too. Walmart, McDonald's, serve yourself, serve yourself. They wouldn't dare do that at a real store where people are actually have currency to buy things. They would not dare treat you like that. Dude, I but, hate but it. They I do. Put my license in a machine. Put my credit card in a machine. And then I'm like, does this thing even – so then the thing that kind of really messes you up is instead of a human being being like handing you a map like a normal place would because you have 17 buildings your room could possibly in be in, yep. a little receipt comes out and just says, this is your room. Your wristbands will be printing <laughs> soon. Your room is 2242. Good luck. Uh, yeah, good, good luck. Good luck finding it, you dumb Dude, shit. It used to be hard enough when the lady would say, okay, just take a left down that hallway. There's a bank of elevators. Go right past those. You're not going to want those. Keep walking. You're going to find more elevators. They're right next to the bathroom. You're going to know you're well on your way once you see those elevators. Keep walking. Then you'll see more elevators. You'll smell some chlorine. You'll walk past the <laughs> We made sure that there's some vending machines there that your kids are going to want stuff in. Walk past those after spending 17 more dollars. And then when you get to your room, your your wristband won't work for some reason. And you'll have to come all the Just way. Turn back and and back. Back. Just nowhere. turn around and come back. Turn oh. left at the sign that says $45 hamburger. And, and Dave, the best part is, so this room is $1 billion, as we've all discussed. I've, I've spent a fortune. I asked Sage how much she thought the room was going to be. Now, granted, she's nine. And I said, Sage, how much do you think a room is here? She said $10,000. Yeah, okay. And I said, you know what? You're close. You're close. So Sage was pretty. (laughs) She wasn't that far off. She's not that far off because I did take out a loan from a bank to pay for the room. And and, uh, 
you know, so then we get in the room and this is the thing that drives me crazy. So my sister goes in there. I see her come running out of the bathroom and I go, Kim, you better not come running out of the bathroom naked. You're going to make us all sick. This is ridiculous. So she goes, Brian, you don't understand. Every time I'm in there, the light keeps turning off. So (laughs) (laughs) these bathrooms are completely pitch black with no light. Yeah. And, and she was right. You'd turn on the light and it would only stay on for seven seconds and then go pitch black. In there. <laughs> so How then everybody's even... freaking out every time they go to the bathroom. I just showered in the complete pitch darkness. I didn't even care. I just kept the light on on my phone <laughs> and, and on the toilet. And I was well, just like, "This is, I'm done. I'm well, done. Brian, well, Brian, you just said it right there. Men are problem solvers. <laughs> Men are problem solvers. We don't we don't see we don't see a problem. We see an opportunity. No. Uh, I nobody else wants to go. Yeah, no one else wants to go in the bathroom for six hours. Good, I'll be in here the whole damn time. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, that. So now we get into Kalahari. This is the, you know we're finally walking around. You guys know how much money I spent. I, I refuse to go to the arcade. Um. The one nice thing was that the lines were pretty short, but for some reason, all the um, conveyors that let the inflatable rafts go up were out of service. Of course. They're all out of, of service. they were. So, oh, so well, well, no, I'm sure they discounted your ticket, up. though. I'm sure they discounted your ticket, though. No, no, they. Oh no, they didn't. Oh, they charged me more for the experience to be able to carry my own raft up. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, just carry your own raft. They said, Brian, you look like the kind of guy who wants an inflatable under his arm all day. An inflatable. And uh, so some of the stuff that used to be four person was only two person, and then like the kids were having trouble because the two person rafts. They wouldn't let you go down unless you had two people. So if an odd number of kids went up, one of them couldn't go down after they waited in the line and brought oh their stuff God. up. Dude, that stuff drives me crazy. Like their little rules, you know. It, you know what? It's so, almost like they've put them there strictly to make sure you don't have fun. Oh, it's I know. Like it's it's like that. It's just like a, a a choking mechanism that you can only have this much fun. Other oh, you've got another kid with you. Get down! It's like you know. Okay, right, yeah, we only paid five thousand dollars to be here. Let's walk back down. Oh, oh, I did. I forgot to tell you this. So you used to go to Kalahari, and you did, they had towels out. There were these white towels. You'd walk up to a yeah. bed and grab a white towel. Little little blue line in them. Gone. <gasps> you bring your own towels. People do, but. No, they have a spot where you can go up. Your wristband will get you one towel. Okay. Oh my God, Brian. Per person. If you don't if you don't return that towel, it's $25 charged to your room. So of course I'm like now the Nazi towel guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. We're going through. We're going through. And I'm like. You guys are going to dry off right in front of the stand. <laughs> We're not even. You guys are going to dry off right in front of this stand, and then you're going to get back in that line, and I'm going to watch you scan your little wristband through those towels. You and I both know those towels cost a nickel. Oh my god! If if, if that if that dude they not <laughs> only not only would they be glad. That you still that the towel went missing, they would celebrate. They celebrate with every towel that goes missing. There's a little light. There's a little buzzer. There's a little buzzer in a mansion on a hill somewhere that just goes red every time someone loses a towel. The rich guy just goes, "Ah, eh, there's another <laughs> one. Another towel went missing. Light another cigar, Mortimer. We've got him, Mortimer." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I had a folk job before the stock market was cool. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, you are telling you're telling me my worst nightmares. Now I listen, I my kids are a little bit older now. Spencer not so much, but he's he's such a gamer. He I don't know how interested he would be in a water park right now. 
But like my girls used to love to go. We used to go literally at least once a year. To, That's to, how we to are. Calorie. We've gone once and, a year. And we haven't gone for a while, but some of the changes you're telling me they've made actually make me want to pull my hair out here. Just hearing about them. Cause yeah. dude, it's exactly what you just said. It forces <coughs> you to, instead of just have a good time, uh, to be wondering where the $25 towel is and mad at your kid because they lost it. And like searching for this towel that they left draped over the railing at the hurricane hole. You know what I mean? And then you gotta yeah. go find the $25 towel. And dude, I'm my family. I'm just gonna own it right now, dude. My family is that family that when those when those containers came open with the nice warm towels, we grabbed twenty towels. Nope, you're not gonna that's, do it anymore. That's, that's that's what we did, dude. I mean, we just grabbed them all. You just you could see where the Hamiltons were at because the whole area was just wallpapered with towels with the blue stripe on them. So yeah, I well now I will say this though. I do believe that the towels are a little bit better quality now than they were, but okay. still, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're a little bit more beach towel-esque, and they're thicker, more like a bath towel thickness, and they're bigger. But And you know what? They got rid of some of the lockers. At least in the men's locker room, they got rid of some of the lockers, and they replaced it with a curtain like a bunch of like small little areas with hooks and curtains. So if you want to go change, because one of the big things before is you just walk in that locker room. Now I don't have a problem with it because I work at the steel mill and look at the ugliest men you could ever imagine naked all day long. I'm not ashamed to admit it. You guys, you can't avert your eyes. It's like Halloween in there, but I'm going to tell you, you go into this place. Now you got seven year old kids horrified. Because they're yeah. looking at grown men's, you know, yeah. bent over trying to get their dang suits on and off. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Brian, I, I have to say something. I you've you've touched on a subject here for me. What <laughs> and probably a lot of other people too. What is the fucking deal with old men wanting to just be naked in front of you in those environments, dude? It, it's it's water parks, it's YMCA's, it's, it's, Dave, it's any it's, possible place where you could have to declothe in front of somebody. The first one is the sixty-five-year-old guy, yeah, with just with with the with the ring around the back of his head. You know what I mean? And like the, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hasn't worked out in in God, maybe ever, maybe ever. And they're just in front of you. And, and like you said, now back in those days, you'd have the little towel with the blue stripe on it, barely covering anything. They'd just be standing there with it, snapping each other's butts. What's wrong with these people? Dave, every, every locker room I ever went in, they're all blow drying their balls for some reason. <laughs> I don't care. know. I've never, ever once in my life had any desire. To take they a blow dryer and open up shop, dude. To my balls. <laughs> I and I apologize to any woman listening to this, but this is a reality. There this is a reality. They get a blow dry. First of all, as a man, I, I was told I should be blow drying my hair. I never do. Okay, I comb it and it air dries. Yeah. I was told blow dry my hair the last time I went and got it cut. They're like, it'll it'll look better. I still have not taken them up on that advice. These men, they don't have hair, but they are blow drying their balls. They are blow drying their balls. Well, they're, they got to no take care of the hair they got. They got to take care of the hair they got. Yeah, but, yeah I have but Brian, no That's idea. the point. That's the point. Of course, you're not stopping to blow dry your fucking balls. You want out of there as quickly as possible. I, I want out of there as quickly as possible. Like I'm trying to get my stuff off, something else on. Because let's face it, I'm also the guy that the second my actual feet hit that floor and I know that water has come off of all those people's bodies, I want out of that room as fast as I can possibly get oh, out. Oh, yeah. I don't, need so, I don't need some 65-year-old naked guy asking me to help him fill out a Sudoku book. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, in our case, too, and you still have uh, – you even have a younger child than I, but – you know damn well if you're not back outside, your kids are doing something crazy. Like, oh, yeah. I have to be changed and ready as fast as possible because my children are about to get into something that I don't want them to get into. 
they'll probably go run and jump back in the hot tub. They'll go run and jump in yeah. on something. They'll start yeah. fighting. They'll definitely start fighting. There's going to yeah. be a fight. But, I don't know what it's well, going to be about. You know what you do know is fight. you're going to come out. I'll tell you exactly who's coming out first. You. Then whichever boys are available will also be out. And you're going to probably wind up sitting on those benches and waiting double the amount of time for the girls. Why does it take them so long? Why can know. we be in and out? Bang, bang. Takes them 45 minutes coming out. And they look pristine. You know? It's like, really? Okay. Well, and so, <clears throat> yeah, that was our trip. Evan, uh, my oldest son, who just bought the Camaro, guys, everything. Thanks for asking about the Camaro. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it's doing well. It's doing really yeah. good. He's, he's driving it all the time. Air it's doing yeah. well. Uh, so he came. He doesn't have a bathing suit. He actually said, I'm a simp because I have a bathing suit that real men wear their underwear and shorts to the water park. And you wear it, but you don't get in the water and you make sure you have long white athletic socks pulled up and old yeah. Adidas shoes. That's the yeah. look. Don't question it. That is the look no. that you need right now. Why, That's what's why in style. Why are you guys why doing wouldn't anything it be? else? Why are you doing yeah. anything? Yeah. So uh, and we might as well be those guys that have the have the swimsuits that have full tank tops attached to them and throwing medicine balls around on the edge of the beach with handlebar mustaches. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely insanity what I dealt with. And, and you know, so, the, the thing that gets me, I hate that I use this line all the time. And I do, I scream at the top of my lungs when we're in these rooms and, and even after we eat dinner. So it's my job to go get the dinner, right? The second they put their pizzas down, they tried to run and have me also be bitch boy McGee cleaning everything up for them. And that drives me up a freaking wall. <laughs> I scream, you guys better get back here. Take care of your plates. Take Dude. care of all your stuff. I am not going to be servant boy wonder. I'm not going to do this stuff for you guys the whole time I'm here. No way. Freaking Dude, that's, get back here. That's the you price know? to be paid for everybody to have a good time. You got to clean the plates. You got to be the maid. You got to pay the money and be the maid. It has to happen. <laughs> And then maybe someone will drive you around in their Camaro someday if you're lucky. Can, can, can I get your refill or your Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Take your little ass up there and get it yourself. Hey, I do have to ask you one more thing about the park. Do they still have the thing where when it's freezing outside, you can swim out and be outside? Like yeah, in the hot the, tub. Yep. Yeah, that's all, I always thought that was kind of cool. Because we, we've cool. gone on a couple, we've gone on a couple times where it's been like really, really cold outside, and you kind of go out there for a little bit, and you're like, you know, oh wow, this is me. Uh, so that I always thought that was a neat thing. About it. <clears throat> now, the the thing that we had the most fun with, um, there's the thing we call the toilet bowl, but they're really called like it's the safari swirl or something in the Tasmanian or. Tasmanian the, the, twist the big swirl bowl things. Yeah, so there's one that you can Those do. There's one that you can do that we call the man toilet bowl because, like, you don't take a raft. It's just you, and you swirl around, and you drop in. And my niece, Caitlin, she fell in, and she's just, like, got ADD like everybody else. So they're blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle. She keeps (laughs) swimming into the wall. She refuses to open her eyes. She keeps (laughs) swimming into the wall, and her head's above water, so they start blowing the whistle. Stop the ride. Three lifeguards jump in the pool, start dragging her out. They had the ride shut down for 10 minutes. What? Maddie was up top. She come walks. She's like, what the hell happened? She goes, I, I've been up there for 10 minutes. And I haven't let a single person down. She goes, I thought you drowned. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. But, dude, that seems like they could solve that problem a heck of a lot quicker. There I should know. be a but. There should be a button where it's like, button goes red, we're pulling somebody out, person's out, button goes green, ride keeps going. 
You know well, what I you mean? Know, I just felt fortunate because we live in a day and time. Being at a water park, not everybody has their cell phone. So thank yeah. God we didn't have just 20 bystanders pulling their phones out Taking, to record yeah. the incident yep. just in case it could possibly go viral. Yeah, God, yeah. Oh, we, we could go viral Good here. Good news, guys. We're a meme. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. <laughs> what, here you six are hours almost drowning. <laughs> oh, look, some clever guy in Israel reversed it and added music. That's great. Oh, yeah. He added music. music. Oh, here's one that's going forward, and it just says, it's Monday. Hang in there. Oh, <laughs> great. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Oh, oh, this one's already got 750,000 views. Oh, great. Oh. oh, look, here's a reaction video where somebody's like, how could somebody let their kid go on that ride and almost die? That person should have their children taken away from them. <laughs> oh, click this button. You can see a Latino react to it. Oh, okay, here's another one. Oh. <laughs> This person learned Latin just to say something on that. Just, just a bitch about the kid who smashed his face into the side of the pool. <laughs> oh, oh man, that, that's awesome! It would, it would be absolutely horrific if it wasn't so fun. I know, and and actually, what made us leave, and and this scared Sage really bad because she's never seen this. Now I've seen it at work, um, but there was somebody who I know had already had special needs. They were at, in the pool, the wave pool, and they fell over in the water. And they were just laying there, and they started going into seizures. Oh. And, and so they're blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle to clear the pool. Now, you want to talk about bystanders. Thank God they got everybody out of the way. Lifeguards came in. They See, because with a seizure, you're supposed to leave somebody alone. But the problem is they're in water. They're in the pool. Yeah. So they had to at least drag them out of the pool. Yeah. So they, you know, drown. And then um, they and that's terrified Sage. Sage was terrified. So I was just like, no, 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 this happens. You know, like this is how you're supposed to treat these situations. And you just get them comfortable and you put something behind their head and you know, you make them comfortable and get them out of the water. But that, by that time, the lines had gotten really long on all the rides and that happened. And it was like, they'd been there all day. So they were like, we're done. We're yeah. Done. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what, dude, just to not to even bring this up, but like, be honest in that situation at a, at a water park is not a place you want to need a lifeguard. No. Um, the guy, you know, the kid at the top wearing no shoes that's like, gone, bro. Go, it's your turn, bro. Go ahead. You know, yeah. is, that the guy, is that the guy you want pulling the defibrillators out and restarting your heart? I mean, like, nah. Count me out. So I think I'm going to save all of, my, all of my medical emergencies for times I'm not at the water park. <laughs> <laughs> Kids have a heart attack at a Denny's like someone, like a regular people. Hey, can you hurry this seizure up? I got a math exam on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly that's, it, that's how, how old they are. Most of them are in, in high school. Yeah, yeah. Like, can sorry, you hurry up and, like, not drown? Because, like, <laughs> I'm supposed to go out with my girlfriend. Sex. <laughs> Dude, I can't get the defibrillators. I just picked up this fidget spinner. <laughs> what all you guys do is care about other people does anybody care about me <laughs> no because mostly they just get up and walk out because they're making 725 an hour and they realize starbucks maybe starbucks you know they can just get a job over there and not have to save this 65 year old guy who just had a heart attack doing sudoku in the in the bathroom at the water park, naked. <laughs> they try to run out, but they just see some old guy blow dried his balls. And they pass. <laughs> no, no, he's the guy that just comes out in the middle of the park. He's like, "Hold on, now, let me see what's going on here." Uh, oh, someone's <laughs> down. Okay, sir, put your pants on for crying out. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I don't need an help out here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Dave, that was my experience at freaking Kalahari. It was uh, it was ridiculous. But uh, other than that, I actually uh, on Thursday I'm going to be doing a podcast with uh, your sister for Cosmic Peach. Nice. Uh, what are you guys talking about? So the the last one I did with her was two and a half hours, dude, on Jack the Ripper. I did. I took fifteen pages worth of notes. Had all these stuff. We went back and forth about, you know, um, who who we both thought the killer was, and we argued and stuff. Now you this have one, you you both have different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, she goes down a path where she really likes uh, a theory about it being occult-oriented, where I feel like it's one individual. Okay. Oh, like like maybe uh, multiple people were doing it, at, if it's a cult thing. Well, she thought one person was doing the killing, but being told to do it by another person. Um, and at first, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous crap you could ever come up with. And then she started putting, like, I started to be able to collaborate some of her stories with, like, um, like actual things that were going on that were documented. So it wasn't like it was all crap. I still like my theory, though, because of several reasons. I, you guys should go listen. But the one we're, we're doing... So we decided to do this like late November. This is the topic we picked. It's called The Boy in the Box. It happened in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 1957. A four-year-old boy was found in a box on the side of the road, beaten and dead. No one ever claimed this boy, ever. Dave, two weeks later, they figured out the identity of the boy. On December... Um, I believe December 22nd of 2022, they figured out the identity of the boy. They had exhumed the body. So after we decided to do this topic, the identity of the boy is now figured out. And there's a very good idea. They figured out who the parents are, who are both dead, and who may have committed the crime. Wow. So this is all like late breaking stuff. They just released the name of the parents two days ago. As of we're recording this now, which is what, the 21st? Yeah. The 23rd. The 23rd. So on the 21st, they released the names of the parents that were on the birth certificate. <clears throat> Dude. So this is going to be super interesting. It's very interesting. And the more, so I like to do, when I do the research for these things, like I like to figure out the little details too. Like I start bringing up articles because they exhume this body. When DNA evidence started to really become a thing, they exhumed his body in 1998. In 1998, they started going back around and asking some of the original witnesses and the people who found the body. And so they were like, how do you feel about this? You know, they're going to be taking some DNA. But DNA sampling wasn't what it is today. The whole DNA journey of them figuring out the identity of this boy is a story in itself. Well, because what, so what, what year did you say they initially found the body? 1957. 57. Jesus. That's crazy. <laughs> And there's stories behind everything. So there was a woman who identified herself as M who talked about living with this boy with her mother and siblings and how they used to keep this boy downstairs in the basement and he couldn't speak and he couldn't talk and he had to sleep on the floor in the basement next to like... Um, an old coal stove and um, what some of the strange things like, so I don't want to like depress everyone by talking about this, but like her. So 
the police could never discount her testimony, but they could never fully collaborate her story either. Right. So it's never been now. And, and this woman, she never had any ch- children. She lived in Ohio and she worked for Eli Lilly. She became, oh, yeah. like, she was extremely smart. Um, but like, even back when she was in college, she told her roommate about this, like how she used to live with this little boy and these things had happened to him and she had told police about it, but they could never fully collaborate the story. And I can't remember the name of the family because I obviously wasn't planning on talking about this on here and I have it all in my notes, but she talked about how this little boy is locked in this basement and then, you know, he was, when he was found, he was malnourished and he was badly bruised, but they could tell that he had never, ever broken a bone in his life. But he right. did have scars on his body that had healed. But they couldn't, they weren't sure if like some of these were vaccination scars because the way they used to inject vaccines back in the day was like with this gun and it could actually leave a scar um, for like certain vaccines like polio vaccine and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, or like it was from some forms of torture. And dude, it just, like when I heard about, so she says that they, one day they bring this boy up and all he, he couldn't speak or talk. So the mother brings him up and she's going to bathe him in the shower. Okay. Like in the tub. Right. And they get done. Like she feeds him some baked beans and feeds the other kids some baked beans, puts him in the tub. Well, decides to start putting scolding water in the tub. Okay. Puts this four-year-old boy in the scolding water. He obviously starts screaming the top of his lungs. She keeps telling the boy to shut up, shut up. She starts hitting him, telling him to shut up over and over again, keeps beating him. And then he becomes lifeless. So she goes and finds a blanket and she wraps the boy up in a blanket and has the two other kids help her carry this boy, this lifeless boy. I guess they let him stay like this overnight and then waited till the nighttime or something. Put him in the trunk of the car. They drive out to a certain area and it's just the mother and the two kids. And they try to, they're like, they pull him out and a guy stops the car, a car. And he's like, Hey, do you need help? Cause he sees a woman with, like thinking they need a tire changed or something. The trunk's open. Yeah. And there, there's actual witness that talks about this. Yeah, I saw them standing there. But he thinks it's two boys with the woman because the kids never turn around. One of them's actually a girl. She's 12. <clears throat> and M talks about this, right? I think her real name's Martha or something like that, but I'd have to, to get it. Anyway, I don't want to give too much information that's false. They take this boy... They see a box in the woods and they put his body in the box. Later on, this 17 year old boy is riding his bike. Now, this is February. This is what gets me. It's February This in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Boy's riding his bike to go play basketball. Now, every different article I read gives him as a different age. Sometimes he's 17, sometimes he's 18. Sometimes he's 19. He's a junior in high school. He's off to play basketball. I got his yeah. name. It's like John something. He's a Polish kid. His, kid. his parents came over from Poland. He He's like, he stops somewhere. Some say he stops because he likes to see the girls, all girls school across the street. And he wants to check it out. He says he stops because he's got 18 different muskrat slash, slash rabbit traps in the woods right across from the school. So he's going to go check those on his way to play basketball. Comes across the body of this boy, convinces himself it's just a doll. But so terrified, rides home, doesn't tell his parents, doesn't tell police, doesn't tell anybody. Did a little bit more digging 
and found out that where he came from in Poland, they have a deep distrust for police officers. They don't believe in sharing too much information with police. And if you do, it normally gets you in trouble. Okay. So he doesn't want to tell anybody. He's scared that they're going to blame him. Right. Okay. Two days later, after another person finds his body, they come to him and he then tells them, no, I found the body two days before. But they can't put a time of death on this kid because it's so cold out. The body's not decomposing. Like, yeah, it's like frozen. Yeah. yeah. And so there's so much to this story, Dave, and, and just the genetic testing. And then they actually come up and they, his last name Zarelli. It's Joseph something Zarelli. And then they figured out that his parents, but full disclaimer, once they found out the parents, unfortunately for these parents um, who are both passed away, they were not married at that time. The woman who had the baby, I can't remember her last name. I think it's Abel or something like that. A-B-L-A. People all over social media are ready to like be the lynch mob. They're ready to hang these people. Right. But the mother had given up her first daughter for adoption right after it was born because she had a daughter out of wedlock when she was young, like 17. There's no there's no record that this Zarelli even knew he ever had this child. Like he's on the birth certificate as the dad because she said he's the dad, but there's no, there's nothing saying he was even at the hospital when the baby was born or knew anything about it. The way M talked about it is that that child was sold to her mother. And that was a common practice, I guess, back even in the fifties with yeah. kids that were unwanted to go to oh, be sold yeah. to like people that would want kids. And then they would just anything, raise anything you make difficult. People find ways to do it and get it. That's, that's it. So, so, and we all know that even in regular families, sometimes one kid's just singled out and they're the ones that take the brunt of the parents that parents love everybody else. But if these people are like that took him in are true sociopaths or psychopaths or whatever it is, or just wanted to torture a little boy and got this child just to torture him. Obviously that was the case if this is what happened, but the whole case was crazy because for 65 years, nobody could figure out why no one would come forward to claim this child. No one, no one ever did. Dave, they put it in every newspaper in the United States well, put, well, so so this had to come down to then they solved it through ge- genealogy, like the the yes. So, well, dude, like that's how grand- everything is done now. That's so I know crazy, one dude. of the I grandchildren we live in that era. of Zarelli did a one of those twenty three and me's and got a phone call saying your DNA really is starting to match up against this cold case we got. Yeah, and they were able to, dude. It took like four different labs. Even they sent this stuff over to sophisticated labs in Europe to start breaking down and starting to put this DNA together. And I'm no expert in DNA, but I do know that like it was the the sample was decomposed to the point where they had to reconstruct it in very specialized ways with very specialized equipment. And they were able to figure out this boy's identity. That's great. it's so cool we live in a time when DNA, like, you know, we always talk about being in that time of the computer revolution. We're also in the time of the DNA revolution. Like, we've lived in, you and I were kids back when rapists would just run around raping at will and just leaving their semen everywhere because they didn't care. They were like, they knew. Semen, what I mean. blood, they, whatever. They didn't care at all. Yeah. It didn't matter one bit. Dude, think about this. Think about the first time. And I, I don't know, I, I can't remember the exact number, but like the FBI says something like there's something like 200 active serial killers in the United States right now. You know what I mean? They they uh, on on just on average, they think 
that about 200 people are doing serial killer type stuff. And you know what's funny about that is you have to think, these guys watch the news, right? They're always looking at stuff. They always see these things. Imagine the first time one of these old school serial killers turned on the news and they said, we caught a serial killer today based on DNA and all we're doing these genealogical surveys and we're doing all these crimes. But these people must be terrified. They must be thinking, oh, my God, like they're, they're going to catch me after 30 years. Can I, OK, Dave, you hit an unbelievable point. OK, so. I can't tell you how many cold cases were solved in 2022. I just watched a thing. So there's this show. I, I It's not on anymore. And it had these, it was called BuzzFeed Unsolved. And it was on, and there was a, a Shane and Ryan. Ryan was an Asian guy. And Shane was kind of like this uh, taller white dude who was kind of more of, He's going to hate for me to say hipster looking dude, but he would wear like a flannel and have longer hair sometimes. He was really funny and it would always make a good joke. All right. And they would do a couple different things. Sometimes they'd go to haunted locations and that was a different show, but other times they would do true crime unsolved. Eight of their cases got solved this year, all because wow. of genetic testing. That's these were, is, these are all cases that have not been solved. For years, one was called the Lady of the Dunes, and I can't. I looked into that case a little bit. I heard about that one. I actually did hear about that one. They found out, and this Lady of the Dunes was married, and now the husband, uh, who is who died in in two thousand two, is the main suspect that probably killed her because he never reported her dead. Yeah. So they identified her. And again, it's so strange to the, and I wish I could look into that case more because why didn't a family member come out and be like, no, that's my family member. Like, what's the story behind that? I, I'm just saying it's weird to think about. It's, it's weird to think about how a, a serial killer would have to change up his habits based on like, holy shit. Like, okay, I, I got to really watch it. You read anything now. Yeah. It's like there is a chance of this crime being solved, dude. I mean, it's like there's that you have to, it has to be absolutely pristine. Well, and, and there is a time frame, though, even with DNA. Um, there's two interesting cases. One ended up solved and one did not, or and they did not end up solved. But if you look in, oh my gosh, Dave, he just texted me that he's he's going to be coming on. Okay. Hey, everybody out there, thanks for listening to us uh, talk about (laughs) true crime and doing all this other stuff. And water parks. And water parks. And you know what? We will uh, catch you again next time. Have a drink for the schwill. Take care. Bye-bye.